Paper 48. The Marancha Life. The gods cannot, at least they do not, transform a creature of gross animal nature into a perfected spirit by some mysterious act of creative magic. When the creators desire to produce perfect beings, they do so by direct and original creation, but they never undertake to convert animal origin and material creatures into beings of perfection in a single step. The Marancha life, extending as it does over the various stages of the local universe career, is the only possible approach whereby material mortals could attain the threshold of the spirit world. What magic could death, the natural dissolution of the material body, hold that such a simple step should instantly transform the mortal and material mind into an immortal and perfected spirit? Such beliefs are but ignorant superstitions and pleasing fables. Always this Morancha transition intervenes between the mortal estate and the subsequent spirit status of surviving human beings. This intermediate state of universe progress differs markedly in the various local creations, but in intent and purpose they are all quite similar. The arrangement of the mansion and higher Morancha worlds in Nebadon is fairly typical of the Morancha transition regimes in this part of Orvanton. 1. Morancha Materials The Morancha realms are the local universe liaison spheres between the material and spiritual levels of creature existence. This Morancha life has been known on Urantia since the early days of the planetary prince. From time to time, this transition state has been taught to mortals, and the concept, in distorted form, has found a place in present-day religions. The Morancha spheres are the transition phases of mortal ascension through the progression worlds of the local universe. Only the seven worlds surrounding the finaliters sphere of the local systems are called mansion worlds but all fifty-six of the system transition abodes, in common with the higher spheres around the constellations in the universe headquarters, are called Morancha worlds. These creations partake of the physical beauty and the Morancha grandeur of the local universe headquarters spheres. All of these worlds are architectural spheres, and they have just double the number of elements of the evolved planets. Such made-to-order worlds not only abound in the heavy metals and crystals, having 100 physical elements, but likewise have exactly 100 forms of a unique energy organization called Morancha Material. The master physical controllers and the Morancha power supervisors are able so to modify the revolutions of the primary units of matter, and at the same time so to transform these associations of energy, as to create this new substance. The early Morancha life in the local systems is very much like that of your present material world, becoming less physical and more truly moronchal on the constellation study worlds. And as you advance to the Salvington spheres, you increasingly attain spiritual levels. The Morancha power supervisors are able to effect a union of material and of spiritual energies, thereby organizing a Morancha form of materialization, which is receptive to the superimposition of a controlling spirit. When you traverse the Morancha life of Nebadon, these same patient and skillful Morancha power supervisors will successively provide you with 570 Morancha bodies, each one a phase of your progressive transformation. From the time of leaving the material worlds until you are constituted a first-stage spirit on Selvington, you will undergo just 570 separate and ascending Morancha changes. Eight of these occur in the system, 71 in the constellation, and 491 during the sojourn on the spheres of Selvington. In the days of the mortal flesh, 
The divine spirit indwells you almost as a thing apart. In reality, an invasion of man by the bestowed spirit of the Universal Father. But in the Marantia life, the spirit will become a real part of your personality, and as you successively pass through the 570 progressive transformations, you ascend from the material to the spiritual estate of creature life. Paul learned of the existence of the Marantia worlds and of the reality of Marantia materials, for he wrote, They have in heaven a better and more enduring substance. And these Marantia materials are real, literal, even as in the city which has foundations whose builder and maker is God. And each of these marvelous spheres is a better country, that is, a heavenly one. 2. Marantia Power Supervisors These unique beings are exclusively concerned with the supervision of those activities which represent a working combination of spiritual and physical or semi-material energies. They are exclusively devoted to the ministry of Marantia progression. Not that they so much minister to mortals during the transition experience, but they rather make possible the transition environment for the progressing Marantia creatures. They are the channels of Marantia power, which sustain and energize the Marantia phases of the transition worlds. Marantia power supervisors are the offspring of a local universe mother spirit. They are fairly standard in design, though differing slightly in nature in the various local creations. They are created for their specific function and require no training before entering upon their responsibilities. The creation of the first Marantia power supervisors is simultaneous with the arrival of the first mortal survivor on the shores of some one of the first mansion worlds in a local universe. They are created in groups of 1,000, classified as follows. 1. Circuit Regulators, 400. 2. System Coordinators, 200. 3. Planetary Custodians, 100. 4. Combined Controllers, 100. 5. Liaison Stabilizers, 100. 6. Selective Assorters, 50. 7. Associate Registrars, 50. The Power Supervisors always serve in their native universe. They are directed exclusively by the joint spirit activity of the Universe Sun and the Universe Spirit, but are otherwise a wholly self-governing group. They maintain headquarters on each of the first mansion worlds of the local systems, where they work in close association with both the physical controllers and the seraphim, but function in a world of their own as regards energy manifestation and spirit application. They also sometimes work in connection with supermaterial phenomena on the evolutionary worlds, as ministers of temporary assignment, but they rarely serve on the inhabited planets. Neither do they work on the higher training worlds of the super-universe, being chiefly devoted to the transition regime of Marantia progression in a local universe. 1. Circuit Regulators These are the unique beings who coordinate physical and spiritual energy and regulate its flow into the segregated channels of the Marantia spheres, and these circuits are exclusively planetary limited to a single world. The Marantia circuits are distinct from and supplementary to both physical and spiritual circuits on the transition worlds, and it requires millions of these regulators to energize even a system of mansion worlds like that of Satania. Circuit regulators initiate those changes in material energies which render them subject to the control and regulation of their associates. These beings are Marantia power generators as well as circuit regulators. Much as a dynamo apparently generates electricity out of the atmosphere, so do these living Morancha dynamos seem to transform the everywhere energies of space, 
into those materials which the Marancha supervisors weave into the bodies and life activities of the ascending mortals. 2. System Coordinators Since each Marancha world has a separate order of Marancha energy, it is exceedingly difficult for humans to visualize these spheres. But on each successive transition sphere, mortals will find the plant life and everything else pertaining to the Marancha existence progressively modified to correspond with the advancing spiritization of the ascending survivor. And since the energy system of each world is thus individualized, these coordinators operate to harmonize and blend such differing power systems into a working unit for the associated spheres of any particular group. Ascending mortals gradually progress from the physical to the spiritual as they advance from one Marancha world to another, hence the necessity for providing an ascending scale of Marancha spheres and an ascending scale of Marancha forms. When mentioned world ascenders pass from one sphere to another, they are delivered by the transport seraphim to the receivers of the system coordinators on the advanced world. Here in those unique temples, at the center of the seventy radiating wings, wherein are the chambers of transition, similar to the resurrection halls on the initial world of reception for earth-origin mortals, the necessary changes in creature form are skillfully effected by the system coordinators. These early Marancha form changes require about seven days of standard time for their accomplishment. 3. Planetary Custodians Each Marancha world, from the mansion spheres up to the universe headquarters, is in the custody, as regards Marancha affairs, of seventy guardians. They constitute the local planetary council of supreme Marancha authority. This council grants material for Marancha forms to all ascending creatures who land on the spheres and authorizes those changes in creature form which make it possible for an ascender to proceed to the succeeding sphere. After the mansion worlds have been traversed, you will translate from one phase of Marancha life to another without having to surrender consciousness. Unconsciousness attends only the earlier metamorphoses and the later transitions from one universe to another and from Havona to Paradise. 4. Combined Controllers one of these highly mechanical beings is always stationed at the center of each administrative unit of a Marancha world. A combined controller is sensitive to and functional with physical, spiritual, and Marancha energies. And with this being there are always associated two system coordinators, four circuit regulators, one planetary custodian, one liaison stabilizer, and either an associate registrar or a selective assorter. 5. Liaison Stabilizers these are the regulators of the Marancha energy in association with the physical and spirit forces of the realm. They make possible the conversion of Marancha energy into Marancha material. The whole Marancha organization of existence is dependent on the stabilizers. They slow down the energy revolutions to that point where physicalization can occur. But I have no terms with which I can compare or illustrate the ministry of such beings. It is quite beyond human imagination. 6. Selective Assorters As you progress from one class or phase of a Marancha world to another, you must be re-keyed or advanced-tuned, and it is the task of the Selective Assorters to keep you in progressive synchrony with the Marancha life. While the basic Marancha forms of life and matter are identical from the first mansion world to the last universe transition sphere, there is a functional progression which gradually extends from the material to the spiritual. 
your adaptation to this basically uniform but successively advancing and spiritizing creation is affected by this selective re-keying. Such an adjustment in the mechanism of personality is tantamount to a new creation, notwithstanding that you retain the same Marantia form. You may repeatedly subject yourself to the test of these examiners, and as soon as you register adequate spiritual achievement, they will gladly certify you for advanced standing. These progressive changes result in altered reactions to the Marantia environment, such as modifications in food requirements and numerous other personal practices. The selective assorters are also of great service in the grouping of Marantia personalities for purposes of study, teaching, and other projects. They naturally indicate those who will best function in temporary association. 7. Associate Registrars The Marantia world has its own recorders, who serve in association with the spirit recorders in the supervision and custody of the records and other data indigenous to the Marantia creations. The Marantia records are available to all orders of personalities. All Marantia transition realms are accessible alike to material and spirit beings. As Marantia progressors, you will remain in full contact with the material world and with material personalities, while you will increasingly discern and fraternize with spirit beings. And by the time of departure from the Marantia regime, you will have seen all orders of spirits with the exception of a few of the higher types, such as solitary messengers. 3. Morancha Companions These hosts of the Mansion and Morancha worlds are the offspring of a local universe mother spirit. They are created from age to age in groups of 100,000, and in Nebadon there are at present over 70 billion of these unique beings. Morancha Companions are trained for service by the Melchizedeks on a special planet near Salvington. They do not pass through the central Melchizedek schools. In service, they range from the lowest mansion worlds of the systems to the highest study spheres of Salvington, but they are seldom encountered on the inhabited worlds. They serve under the general supervision of the sons of God and under the immediate direction of the Melchizedeks. The Marantia companions maintain 10,000 headquarters in a local universe on each of the first mansion worlds of the local systems. They are almost wholly a self-governing order and are in general an intelligent and loyal group of beings. But every now and then, in connection with certain unfortunate celestial upheavals, they have been known to go astray. Thousands of these useful creatures were lost during the times of the Lucifer Rebellion in Satania. Your local system now has its full quota of these beings, the loss of the Lucifer Rebellion having only recently been made up. There are two distinct types of Marantia companions. One type is aggressive, the other retiring, but otherwise they are equal in status. They are not sex creatures, but they manifest a touchingly beautiful affection for one another. And while they are hardly companionate in the material human sense, they are very close of kin to the human races in the order of creature existence. The midway creatures of the worlds are your nearest of kin. Then come the Marantia cherubim, and after them the Marantia companions. These companions are touchingly affectionate and charmingly social beings. They possess distinct personalities, and when you meet them on the mansion worlds after learning to recognize them as a class, you will soon discern their individuality. Mortals all resemble one another. At the same time, each of you possesses a distinct and recognizable personality.
Something of an idea of the nature of the work of these Maratha companions may be derived from the following classification of their activities in a local system. 1. Pilgrim guardians are not assigned to specific duties in their association with the Maratha progressors. These companions are responsible for the whole of the Maratha career and are therefore the coordinators of the work of all other Maratha and transition ministers. 2. Pilgrim receivers and free associators. These are the social companions of the new arrivals on the mansion worlds. One of them will certainly be on hand to welcome you when you awaken on the initial mansion world from the first transit sleep of time, when you experience the resurrection from the death of the flesh into the Marancha life, and from the time you are thus formally welcomed on awakening to that day when you leave the local universe as a first-stage spirit, these Marancha companions are ever with you. Companions are not assigned permanently to individuals. An ascending mortal on one of the mansion or higher worlds might have a different companion on each of several successive occasions, and again might go for long periods without one. It would all depend on the requirements and also on the supply of companions available. 3. Hosts to Celestial Visitors These gracious creatures are dedicated to the entertainment of the superhuman groups of student visitors and other celestials who may chance to sojourn on the transition worlds. You will have ample opportunity to visit within any realm you have experientially attained. Student visitors are allowed on all inhabited planets, even those in isolation. 4. Coordinators and Liaison Directors These companions are dedicated to the facilitation of Marancha intercourse and to the prevention of confusion. They are the instructors of social conduct and Marancha progress, sponsoring classes and other group activities among the ascending mortals. They maintain extensive areas wherein they assemble their pupils and from time to time make requisition on the celestial artisans and the reversion directors for the embellishment of their programs. As you progress, you will come in intimate contact with these companions and you will grow exceedingly fond of both groups. It is a matter of chance as to whether you will be associated with an aggressive or a retiring type of companion. 5. Interpreters and Translators during the early Mansonia career, you will have frequent recourse to the interpreters and the translators. They know and speak all the tongues of a local universe. They are the linguists of the realms. You will not acquire new languages automatically. You will learn a language over there, much as you do down here. And these brilliant beings will be your language teachers. The first study on the mansion worlds will be the tongue of Satania, and then the language of Nebadon. And while you are mastering these new tongues, the Marancha companions will be your efficient interpreters and patient translators. You will never encounter a visitor on any of these worlds, but that some one of the Marancha companions will be able to officiate as interpreter. 6. Excursion and Reversion Supervisors These companions will accompany you on the longer trips to the headquarters sphere and to the surrounding worlds of transition culture. They plan, conduct, and supervise all such individual and group tours about the system worlds of training and culture. 7. Area and Building Custodians Even the material and Marancha structures increase in perfection and grandeur as you advance in the Mansonia career. As individuals and as groups, you are permitted to make certain changes in the abodes assigned as headquarters for your sojourn on the different mansion worlds. 
Many of the activities of these spheres take place in the open enclosures of the variously designated circles, squares, and triangles. The majority of the mansion world structures are roofless, being enclosures of magnificent construction and exquisite embellishment. The climatic and other physical conditions prevailing on the architectural worlds make roofs wholly unnecessary. These custodians of the transition phases of ascendant life are supreme in the management of Morancha affairs. They were created for this work, and pending the factualization of the Supreme Being, always will they remain Morancha companions. Never do they perform other duties. As systems and universes are settled in light and life, the mansion worlds increasingly cease to function as transition spheres of Morancha training. More and more, the finaliters institute their new training regime, which appears to be designed to translate the cosmic consciousness from the present level of the grand universe to that of the future outer universes. The Morancha companions are destined to function increasingly in association with the finaliters and in numerous other realms not at present revealed on Urantia. You can forecast that these beings are probably going to contribute much to your enjoyment of the mansion worlds, whether your sojourn is to be long or short, and you will continue to enjoy them all the way up to Salvington. They are not technically essential to any part of your survival experience. You could reach Salvington without them, but you would greatly miss them. They are the personality luxury of your ascending career in the local universe. 4. The Reversion Directors Joyful mirth and the smile equivalent are as universal as music. There is a moronchal and a spiritual equivalent of mirth and laughter. The ascendant life is about equally divided between work and play, freedom from assignment. Celestial relaxation and superhuman humor are quite different from their human analogs, but we all actually indulge in a form of both, and they really accomplish for us in our state just about what ideal humor is able to do for you on Urantia. The Morancha companions are skillful play sponsors, and they are most ably supported by the reversion directors. You would probably best understand the work of the reversion directors if they were likened to the higher types of humorists on Urantia, though that would be an exceedingly crude and somewhat unfortunate way in which to try to convey an idea of the function of these directors of change and relaxation, these ministers of the exalted humor, of the Morancha and spirit realms. In discussing spirit humor, first let me tell you what it is not. Spirit jest is never tinged with the accentuation of the misfortunes of the weak and erring. Neither is it ever blasphemous of the righteousness and glory of divinity. Our humor embraces three general levels of appreciation. 1. Reminiscent jests Quips growing out of the memories of past episodes in one's experience of combat, struggle, and sometimes fearfulness, and oftentimes foolish and childish anxiety. To us, this phase of humor derives from the deep-seated and abiding ability to draw upon the past for memory material, with which pleasantly to flavor and otherwise lighten the heavy loads of the present. 2. Current Humor The senselessness of much that so often causes us serious concern the joy at discovering the unimportance of much of our serious personal anxiety. We are most appreciative of this phase of humor when we are best able to discount the anxieties of the present in favor of the certainties of the future. 3. Prophetic Joy It will perhaps be difficult for mortals to envisage this phase of humor, but we do get a peculiar satisfaction out of the assurance that all things work together for good, for spirits, 
and Morongians as well as for mortals. This aspect of celestial humor grows out of our faith in the loving overcare of our superiors and in the divine stability of our supreme directors. But the reversion directors of the realms are not concerned exclusively with depicting the high humor of the various orders of intelligent beings. They are also occupied with the leadership of diversion, spiritual recreation, and Morancha entertainment. And in this connection, they have the hearty cooperation of the celestial artisans. The reversion directors themselves are not a created group. They are a recruited core embracing beings ranging from the Havona natives down through the messenger hosts of space and the ministering spirits of time to the Morancha progressors from the evolutionary worlds. All are volunteers, giving themselves to the work of assisting their fellows in the achievement of thought change and mind rest, for such attitudes are most helpful in recuperating depleted energies. When partially exhausted by the efforts of attainment, and while awaiting the reception of new energy charges, there is agreeable pleasure in living over again the enactments of other days and ages. The early experiences of the race or the order are restful to reminisce. And that is exactly why these artists are called reversion directors. They assist in reverting the memory to a former state of development or to a less experienced status of being. All beings enjoy this sort of reversion except those who are inherent creators, hence automatic self-rejuvenators. And certain highly specialized types of creatures, such as the power centers and the physical controllers, who are always and eternally thoroughly businesslike in all their reactions. These periodic releases from the tension of functional duty are a regular part of life on all worlds throughout the universe of universes, but not on the Isle of Paradise. Beings indigenous to the central abode are incapable of depletion and are not therefore subject to re-energizing. And with such beings of eternal paradise perfection, there can be no such reversion to evolutionary experiences. Most of us have come up through lower stages of existence or through progressive levels of our orders, and it is refreshing and in a measure amusing to look back upon certain episodes of our early experience. There is a restfulness in the contemplation of that which is old to one's order, and which lingers as a memory possession of the mind. The future signifies struggle and advancement. It bespeaks work, effort, and achievement. But the past savors of things already mastered and achieved. Contemplation of the past permits of relaxation and such a carefree review as to provoke spirit mirth and a miraculous state of mind verging on merriment. Even mortal humor becomes most hearty when it depicts episodes affecting those just a little beneath one's present developmental state, or when it portrays one's supposed superiors falling victim to the experiences which are commonly associated with supposed inferiors. You of Urantia have allowed much that is at once vulgar and unkind to become confused with your humor, but on the whole you are to be congratulated on a comparatively keen sense of humor. Some of your races have a rich vein of it and are greatly helped in their earthly careers thereby. Apparently, you received much in the way of humor from your Adamic inheritance, much more than was secured of either music or art. All Satania during times of play, those times when its inhabitants refreshingly resurrect the memories of a lower stage of existence, is edified by the pleasant humor of a corps of reversion directors from Urantia. The sense of celestial humor we have with us always, even when engaged in the most difficult of assignments. It helps to avoid an overdevelopment of the notion of one's self-importance. 
but we do not give rein to it freely, as you might say, have fun, except when we are in recess from the serious assignments of our respective orders. When we are tempted to magnify our self-importance, if we stop to contemplate the infinity of the greatness and grandeur of our makers, our own self-glorification becomes sublimely ridiculous, even verging on the humorous. One of the functions of humor is to help all of us take ourselves less seriously. Humor is the divine antidote for exaltation of ego. The need for the relaxation and diversion of humor is greatest in those orders of ascendant beings who are subjected to sustained stress in their upward struggles. The two extremes of life have little need for humorous diversions. Primitive men have no capacity therefore, and beings of paradise perfection have no need thereof. The hosts of Havona are naturally a joyous and exhilarating assemblage of supremely happy personalities. On paradise, the quality of worship obviates the necessity for reversion activities. But among those who start their careers far below the goal of paradise perfection, there is a large place for the ministry of the reversion directors. The higher the mortal species, the greater the stress, and the greater the capacity for humor as well as the necessity for it. In the spirit world, the opposite is true. The higher we ascend, the less the need for the diversions of reversion experiences. But proceeding down the scale of spirit life from paradise to the seraphic hosts, there is an increasing need for the mission of mirth and the ministry of merriment. Those beings who most need the refreshment of periodic reversion to the intellectual status of previous experiences are the higher types of the human species, the Morontians, angels, and the material sons, together with all similar types of personality. Humor should function as an automatic safety valve to prevent the building up of excessive pressures due to the monotony of sustained and serious self-contemplation in association with the intense struggle for developmental progress and noble achievement. Humor also functions to lessen the shock of the unexpected impact of fact or of truth, rigid, unyielding fact, and flexible, ever-living truth. The mortal personality, never sure as to which will next be encountered, through humor, swiftly grasps, sees the point and achieves insight, the unexpected nature of the situation, be it fact or be it truth. While the humor of Urantia is exceedingly crude and most inartistic, it does serve a valuable purpose, both as a health insurance and as a liberator of emotional pressure, thus preventing injurious nervous tension and over-serious self-contemplation. Humor and play, relaxation, are never reactions of progressive exertion. Always are they the echoes of a backward glance, a reminiscence of the past. Even on Urantia and as you now are, you always find it rejuvenating when for a short time you can suspend the exertions of the newer and higher intellectual efforts and revert to the more simple engagements of your ancestors. The principles of Urantian play life are philosophically sound and continue to apply on up through your ascending life, through the circuits of Havona to the eternal shores of paradise. As ascendant beings, you are in possession of personal memories of all former and lower existences and without such identity memories of the past, there would be no basis for the humor of the present, either mortal laughter or morancha mirth. It is this recalling of past experiences that provides the basis for present diversion and amusement, and so you will enjoy the celestial equivalence of your earthly humor all the way up through your long morancha and then increasingly spiritual careers.
and that part of God, the adjuster, which becomes an eternal part of the personality of an ascendant mortal, contributes the overtones of divinity to the joyous expressions, even spiritual laughter, of the ascending creatures of time and space. 5. The Mansion World Teachers The Mansion World Teachers are a core of deserted but glorified cherubim and sanabim. When a pilgrim of time advances from a trial world of space to the mansion and associated worlds of Morancha training, he is accompanied by his personal or group seraphim, the guardian of destiny. In the worlds of mortal existence, the seraphim is ably assisted by cherubim and sanabim, but when her mortal ward is delivered from the bonds of the flesh and starts out on the ascendant career, when the post-material or Morancha life begins, the attending seraphim has no further need of the ministrations of her former lieutenants, the cherubim and sanabim. These deserted assistants of the ministering seraphim are often summoned to universe headquarters, where they pass into the intimate embrace of the universe mother spirit and then go forth to the system training spheres as mansion world teachers. These teachers often visit the material worlds and function from the lowest mansion worlds on up to the highest of the educational spheres connected with the universe headquarters. Upon their own motion, they may return to their former associative work with the ministering seraphim. There are billions upon billions of these teachers in Satania, and their numbers constantly increase, because in the majority of instances, when a seraphim proceeds inward with an adjuster-fused mortal, both a cherubim and a sanabim are left behind. Mansion world teachers, like most of the other instructors, are commissioned by the Melchizedeks. They are generally supervised by the Morancha companions, but as individuals and as teachers, they are supervised by the acting heads of the schools or spheres wherein they may be functioning as instructors. These advanced cherubim usually work in pairs as they did when attached to the seraphim. They are by nature very near the Morancha type of existence, and they are inherently sympathetic teachers of the ascending mortals and most efficiently conduct the program of the mansion world and Morancha educational system. In the schools of the Morancha life, these teachers engage in individual, group, class, and mass teaching. On the mansion worlds, such schools are organized in three general groups of 100 divisions each, the schools of thinking, the schools of feeling, and the schools of doing. When you reach the constellation, there are added the schools of ethics, the schools of administration, and the schools of social adjustment. On the universe headquarters worlds, you will enter the schools of philosophy, divinity, and pure spirituality. Those things which you might have learned on earth but which you failed to learn must be acquired under the tutelage of these faithful and patient teachers. There are no royal roads, shortcuts, or easy paths to paradise. Irrespective of the individual variations of the route, you master the lessons of one sphere before you proceed to another. At least this is true after you once leave the world of your nativity. One of the purposes of the Morancha career is to effect the permanent eradication from the mortal survivors of such animal vestigial traits as procrastination, equivocation, insincerity, problem avoidance, unfairness, and ease-seeking. The Mansonia life early teaches the young Morancha pupils that postponement is in no sense avoidance. After the life in the flesh, time is no longer available as a technique of dodging situations or of circumventing disagreeable obligations. Beginning service on the lowest of the tarrying spheres, the mansion world teachers advance with experience through the educational spheres of the system and the constellation to the training worlds of Salvington. 
They are subjected to no special discipline, either before or after their embrace by the universe mother spirit. They have already been trained for their work while serving as seraphic associates on the worlds native to their pupils of mansion world sojourn. They have had actual experience with these advancing mortals on the inhabited worlds. They are practical and sympathetic teachers, wise and understanding instructors, able and efficient guides. They are entirely familiar with the ascendant plans and thoroughly experienced in the initial phases of the progression career. Many of the older of these teachers, those who have long served on the worlds of the Salvington circuit, are re-embraced by the universe mother spirit, and from this second embrace, these cherubim and cenobim emerge with the status of seraphim. 6. Moroncha World Seraphim, Transition Ministers While all orders of angels, from the planetary helpers to the supreme seraphim, minister on the Moroncha worlds, the transition ministers are more exclusively assigned to these activities. These angels are of the sixth order of seraphic servers, and their ministry is devoted to facilitating the transit of material and mortal creatures from the temporal life in the flesh on into the early stages of Moroncha existence on the seven mansion worlds. You should understand that the Moroncha life of an ascending mortal is really initiated on the inhabited worlds at the conception of the soul, at that moment when the creature mind of moral status is indwelt by the spirit adjuster, and from that moment on, the mortal soul has potential capacity for supermortal function, even for recognition on the higher levels of the Moroncha spheres of the local universe. You will not, however, be conscious of the ministry of the transition seraphim until you attain the mansion worlds, where they labor untiringly for the advancement of their mortal pupils, being assigned for service in the following seven divisions. 1. Seraphic Evangels The moment you consciousize on the mansion worlds, you are classified as evolving spirits in the records of the system. True, you are not yet spirits in reality, but you are no longer mortal or material beings. You have embarked upon the pre-spirit career and have been duly admitted to the Moroncha life. On the mansion worlds, the seraphic evangels will help you to choose wisely among the optional routes to Edentia, Salvington, Uversa and Havona. If there are a number of equally advisable routes, these will be put before you, and you will be permitted to select the one that most appeals to you. These seraphim then make recommendations to the four and twenty advisors on Jerusalem concerning that course which would be most advantageous for each ascending soul. You are not given unrestricted choice as to your future course, but you may choose within the limits of that which the transition ministers and their superiors wisely determined to be most suitable for your future spirit attainment. The spirit world is governed on the principle of respecting your free will choice, provided the course you may choose is not detrimental to you or injurious to your fellows. These seraphic evangels are dedicated to the proclamation of the gospel of eternal progression, the triumph of perfection attainment. On the mansion worlds, they proclaim the great law of the conservation and dominance of goodness. No act of good is ever wholly lost. It may be long thwarted, but never wholly annulled, and it is eternally potent in proportion to the divinity of its motivation. Even on Urantia, they counsel the human teachers of truth and righteousness to adhere to the preaching of the goodness of God, which leads to repentance, to proclaim the love of God, which casts out all fear. Even so have these truths been declared on your world. The gods are my caretakers. I shall not stray. 
side by side, they lead me in the beautiful paths and glorious refreshing of life everlasting. I shall not in this divine presence want for food nor thirst for water. Though I go down into the valley of uncertainty, or ascend up into the worlds of doubt, though I move in loneliness or with the fellows of my kind, though I triumph in the choirs of light, or falter in the solitary places of the spheres, your good spirit shall minister to me, and your glorious angel will comfort me. Though I descend into the depths of darkness and death itself, I shall not doubt you nor fear you. For I know that in the fullness of time and the glory of your name, you will raise me up to sit with you on the battlements on high. That is the story whispered in the night season to the shepherd boy. He could not retain it word for word, but to the best of his memory, he gave it much as it is recorded today. These seraphim are also the evangels of the gospel of perfection attainment for the whole system as well as for the individual ascender. Even now in the young system of Satania, their teachings and plans encompass provisions for the future ages when the mansion worlds will no longer serve the mortal ascenders as stepping stones to the spheres on high. 2. Racial Interpreters All races of mortal beings are not alike. True, there is a planetary pattern running through the physical, mental, and spiritual natures and tendencies of the various races of a given world. But there are also distinct racial types, and very definite social tendencies characterize the offspring of these different basic types of human beings. On the worlds of time, the seraphic racial interpreters further the efforts of the race commissioners to harmonize the varied viewpoints of the races, and they continue to function on the mansion worlds, where these same differences tend to persist in a measure. On a confused planet such as Urantia, these brilliant beings have hardly had a fair opportunity to function, but they are the skillful sociologists and the wise ethnic advisors of the first heaven. You should consider the statement about heaven and the heaven of heavens. The heaven conceived by most of your prophets was the first of the mansion worlds of the local system. When the apostle spoke of being caught up to the third heaven, he referred to that experience in which his adjuster was detached during sleep, and in this unusual state, made a projection to the third of the seven mansion worlds. Some of your wise men saw the vision of the greater heaven, the heaven of heavens, of which the sevenfold mansion world experience was but the first, the second being Jerusalem, the third Edentia and its satellites, the fourth Salvington and the surrounding educational spheres, the fifth Uversa, the sixth Havona, and the seventh Paradise. 3. Mind Planners these seraphim are devoted to the effective grouping of Marantia beings and to organizing their teamwork on the mansion worlds. They are the psychologists of the first heaven. The majority of this particular division of seraphic ministers have had previous experience as guardian angels to the children of time, but their wards, for some reason, failed to personalize on the mansion worlds or else survived by the technique of spirit fusion. It is the task of the mind planners to study the nature, experience, and status of the adjuster souls in transit through the mansion worlds, and to facilitate their grouping for assignment and advancement. But these mind planners do not scheme, manipulate, or otherwise take advantage of the ignorance or other limitations of mansion world students. They are wholly fair and eminently just. They respect your newborn Maracha will. They regard you as independent volitional beings. 
and they seek to encourage your speedy development and advancement. Here you are face to face with true friends and understanding counselors, angels who are really able to help you to see yourself as others see you, and to know yourself as angels know you. Even on Urantia, these seraphim teach the everlasting truth. If your own mind does not serve you well, you can exchange it for the mind of Jesus of Nazareth, who always serves you well. 4. Morontia Counselors These ministers receive their name because they are assigned to teach, direct, and counsel the surviving mortals from the worlds of human origin, souls in transit to the higher schools of the system headquarters. They are the teachers of those who seek insight into the experiential unity of divergent life levels, those who are attempting the integration of meanings and the unification of values. This is the function of philosophy in mortal life, of mota on the Marantia spheres. Mota is more than a superior philosophy. It is to philosophy as two eyes are to one. It has a stereoscopic effect on meanings and values. Material man sees the universe as it were with but one eye, flat. Mansion world students achieve cosmic perspective, depth, by superimposing the perceptions of the Marantia life upon the perceptions of the physical life, and they are enabled to bring these material and Marantial viewpoints into true focus, largely through the untiring ministry of their seraphic counselors, who so patiently teach the mansion world students and the Marantia progressors. Many of the teaching counselors of the Supreme Order of Seraphim began their careers as advisors the newly liberated souls of the mortals of time. 5. Technicians These are the seraphim who help new ascenders adjust themselves to the new and comparatively strange environment of the Marantia spheres. Life on the transition worlds entails real contact with the energies and materials of both the physical and Marantia levels, and to a certain extent with spiritual realities. Ascenders must acclimatize to every new Marantia level, and in all of this, they are greatly helped by the seraphic technicians. These seraphim act as liaisons with the Marantia power supervisors and with the master physical controllers and function extensively as instructors of the ascending pilgrims concerning the nature of those energies which are utilized on the transition spheres. They serve as emergency space traversers and perform numerous other regular and special duties. 6. Recorder Teachers these seraphim are the recorders of the borderland transactions of the spiritual and the physical, of the relationships of men and angels, of the Marantia transactions of the lower universe realms. They also serve as instructors regarding the efficient and effective techniques of fact recording. There is an artistry in the intelligent assembly and coordination of related data, and this art is heightened in collaboration with the celestial artisans, and even the ascending mortals become thus affiliated with the recording seraphim. The recorders of all the seraphic orders devote a certain amount of time to the education and training of the Marantia progressors. These angelic custodians of the facts of time are the ideal instructors of all fact-seekers. Before leaving Jerusalem, you will become quite familiar with the history of Satania and its 619 inhabited worlds, and much of this story will be imparted by the seraphic recorders. These angels are all in the chain of recorders extending from the lowest to the highest custodians of the facts of time and the truths of eternity. Someday they will teach you to seek truth as well as fact, to expand your soul as well as your mind. Even now you should learn to water the garden of your heart 
as well as to seek for the dry sands of knowledge. Forms are valueless when lessons are learned. No chick may be had without the shell, and no shell is of any worth after the chick is hatched. But sometimes error is so great that its rectification by revelation would be fatal to those slowly emerging truths which are essential to its experiential overthrow. When children have their ideals, do not dislodge them, let them grow. And while you are learning to think as men, you should also be learning to pray as children. Law is life itself, and not the rules of its conduct. Evil is a transgression of law, not a violation of the rules of conduct pertaining to life, which is the law. Falsehood is not a matter of narration technique, but something premeditated as a perversion of truth. The creation of new pictures out of old facts, the restatement of parental life in the lives of offspring, these are the artistic triumphs of truth. The shadow of a hair's turning, premeditated for an untrue purpose, the slightest twisting or perversion of that which is principle, these constitute falseness. But the fetish of factualized truth, fossilized truth, the iron band of so-called unchanging truth, holds one blindly in a closed circle of cold fact. One can be technically right as to fact, and everlastingly wrong in the truth. 7. Ministering Reserves A large core of all orders of the transition seraphim is held on the first mansion world. Next to the destiny guardians, these transition ministers draw the nearest to humans of all orders of seraphim, and many of your leisure moments will be spent with them. Angels take delight in service, and when unassigned often minister as volunteers. The soul of many an ascending mortal has for the first time been kindled by the divine fire of the will to service through personal friendship with the volunteer servers of the seraphic reserves. From them you will learn to let pressure develop stability and certainty, to be faithful and earnest and withal cheerful, to accept challenges without complaint, and to face difficulties and uncertainties without fear. They will ask, If you fail, will you rise indomitably to try anew? If you succeed, will you maintain a well-balanced poise, a stabilized and spiritualized attitude throughout every effort in the long struggle to break the fetters of material inertia, to attain the freedom of spirit existence? Even as mortals, so have these angels been father to many disappointments, and they will point out that sometimes your most disappointing disappointments have become your greatest blessings. Sometimes the planting of a seed necessitates its death, the death of your fondest hopes, before it can be reborn to bear the fruits of new life and new opportunity. And from them you will learn to suffer less through sorrow and disappointment, first by making fewer personal plans concerning other personalities, and then by accepting your lot when you have faithfully performed your duty you will learn that you increase your burdens and decrease the likelihood of success by taking yourself too seriously. Nothing can take precedence over the work of your status sphere, this world or the next. Very important is the work of preparation for the next higher sphere, but nothing equals the importance of the work of the world in which you are actually living. But though the work is important, the self is not. When you feel important, you lose energy to the wear and tear of ego dignity. 
so that there is little energy left to do the work. Self-importance, not work importance, exhausts immature creatures. It is the self-element that exhausts, not the effort to achieve. You can do important work if you do not become self-important. You can do several things as easily as one if you leave yourself out. Variety is restful. Monotony is what wears and exhausts, day after day as alike, just life or the alternative of death. 7. Morancha Mota The lower planes of Morancha Mota join directly with the higher levels of human philosophy. On the first mansion world, it is the practice to teach the less advanced students by the parallel technique. That is, in one column are presented the more simple concepts of Mota meanings, and in the opposite column, citation is made of analogous statements of mortal philosophy. Not long since, while executing an assignment on the first mansion world of Satania, I had occasion to observe this method of teaching, and though I may not undertake to present the mota content of the lesson, I am permitted to record the twenty-eight statements of human philosophy which this Marancha instructor was utilizing as illustrative material designed to assist these new mansion world sojourners in their early efforts to grasp the significance and meaning of Mota. These illustrations of human philosophy were 1. A display of specialized skill does not signify possession of spiritual capacity. Cleverness is not a substitute for true character. 2. Few persons live up to the faith which they really have. Unreasoned fear is a master intellectual fraud practiced upon the evolving mortal soul. 3. Inherent capacities cannot be exceeded. A pint can never hold a quart. The spirit concept cannot be mechanically forced into the material memory mold. 4. Few mortals ever dare to draw anything like the sum of personality credits established by the combined ministries of nature and grace. The majority of impoverished souls are truly rich, but they refuse to believe it. 5. Difficulties may challenge mediocrity and defeat the fearful, but they only stimulate the true children of the Most Highs. 6. To enjoy privilege without abuse, to have liberty without license, to possess power and steadfastly refuse to use it for self-aggrandizement, these are the marks of high civilization. 7. Blind and unforeseen accidents do not occur in the cosmos. Neither do the celestial beings assist the lower being who refuses to act upon his light of truth. 8. Effort does not always produce joy, but there is no happiness without intelligent effort. 9. Action achieves strength. Moderation eventuates in charm. 10. Righteousness strikes the harmony chords of truth, and the melody vibrates throughout the cosmos, even to the recognition of the infinite. 11. The weak indulge in resolutions, but the strong act. Life is but a day's work. Do it well. The act is ours, the consequences God's. 12. The greatest affliction of the cosmos is never to have been afflicted. 
Mortals only learn wisdom by experiencing tribulation. 13. Stars are best discerned from the lonely isolation of experiential depths, not from the illuminated and ecstatic mountaintops. 14. Whet the appetites of your associates for truth. Give advice only when it is asked for. 15. Affectation is the ridiculous effort of the ignorant to appear wise, the attempt of the barren soul to appear rich. 16. You cannot perceive spiritual truth until you feelingly experience it, and many truths are not really felt except in adversity. 17. Ambition is dangerous until it is fully socialized. You have not truly acquired any virtue until your acts make you worthy of it. 18. Impatience is a spirit poison. Anger is like a stone hurled into a hornet's nest. 19. Anxiety must be abandoned. The disappointments hardest to bear are those which never come. 20. Only a poet can discern poetry in the commonplace prose of routine existence. 21. The high mission of any art is by its illusions to foreshadow a higher universe reality, to crystallize the emotions of time into the thought of eternity. 22. The evolving soul is not made divine by what it does, but by what it strives to do. 23. Death added nothing to the intellectual possession or to the spiritual endowment, but it did add to the experiential status, the consciousness of survival. 24. The destiny of eternity is determined moment by moment by the achievements of the day-by-day -day living. The acts of today are the destiny of tomorrow. 25. Greatness lies not so much in possessing strength as in making a wise and divine use of such strength. 26. Knowledge is possessed only by sharing. It is safeguarded by wisdom and socialized by love. 27. Progress demands development of individuality. Mediocrity seeks perpetuation in standardization. 28. The argumentative defense of any proposition is inversely proportional to the truth contained. Such is the work of the beginners on the first mansion world, while the more advanced pupils on the later worlds are mastering the higher levels of cosmic insight and Marancha Mota. 8. The Marancha Progressors from the time of graduation from the mansion worlds to the attainment of spirit status in the super-universe career, ascending mortals are denominated Marancha Progressors. Your passage through this wonderful borderland life will be an unforgettable experience, a charming memory. It is the evolutionary portal to spirit life and the eventual attainment of creature perfection, by which ascenders achieve the goal of time, the finding of God on paradise. There is a definite and divine purpose in all this marancha and subsequent spirit scheme of mortal progression, this elaborate universe training school 
for ascending creatures. It is the design of the creators to afford the creatures of time a graduated opportunity to master the details of the operation and administration of the grand universe, and this long course of training is best carried forward by having the surviving mortal climb up gradually and by actual participation in every step of the ascent. The mortal survival plan has a practical and serviceable objective. You are not the recipients of all this divine labor and painstaking training, only that you may survive just to enjoy endless bliss and eternal ease. There is a goal of transcendent service concealed beyond the horizon of the present universe age. If the gods designed merely to take you on one long and eternal joy excursion, they certainly would not so largely turn the whole universe into one vast and intricate practical training school, requisition a substantial part of the celestial creation as teachers and instructors, and then spend ages upon ages piloting you, one by one, through this gigantic universe school of experiential training. The furtherance of the scheme of mortal progression seems to be one of the chief businesses of the present organized universe, and the majority of innumerable orders of created intelligences are either directly or indirectly engaged in advancing some phase of this progressive perfection plan. In traversing the ascending scale of living existence, from mortal man to the deity embrace, you actually live the very life of every possible phase and stage of perfected creature existence within the limits of the present universe age. From mortal man to paradise finaliter embraces all that now can be, encompasses everything presently possible to the living orders of intelligent, perfected, finite creature beings. If the future destiny of the paradise finaliters is service in new universes now in the making, it is assured that in this new and future creation there will be no created orders of experiential beings whose lives will be wholly different from those which mortal finaliters have lived on some world as a part of their ascending training, as one of the stages of their age-long progress from animal to angel and from angel to spirit and from spirit to God. Presented by an Archangel of Nebadon.